Hello and welcome to the sick version of the Mandalorian Review Show on the Work With The Movie Blog Podcast feed. Every week we review each episode of Disney Plus' The Mandalorian. And this is the last one. I am one of your hosts, Sean, and I am slightly sick. And as always, I'm joined by Jay Wade, who is very sick. How's it going, Wade? Oh, man. You you said it, dude. I've been, I've been knocked on my ass all week, dude. And and the only saving grace for me now is is that we finally have the uh, the final chapter of Boba Fett season one. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk <laughs> about Boba Fett a little bit later. But today we're covering The Mandalorian Chapter 8, Redemption, directed by Taika Waititi and written by Jon Favreau. When I saw the word redemption pop up on screen, it hurt my heart a little bit. Uh, general discussion. <laughs> what was your short impressions of the episode, Wade? I absolutely loved it, dude. There was stuff in this episode that I've been waiting and wanting to see in Star Wars for so long. And then there was stuff in this that I didn't realize I wanted to see. I didn't realize that that could be done in in the manner that it was. So uh, just, wow, man, really, really loved this episode so, so much. Yes, my my favorite episode of the entire show. Um, I want to talk yeah. about a couple, a couple quick spoiler things, not so much in detail. But before we go in detail, I do want to talk about. Uh, I loved t- them taking off Din Djarin's mask. I thought that was done very well because I liked that it wasn't like here's the big, here's the big reveal of the person it's like no there's there is a person under that mask but they're just a person like it wasn't some big fanfare moment it was yeah there's a person under there and this is i mean he yeah he looks like a normal regular guy dude it was it was not it was not like you know like this is going to be some amazingly amazing something i don't know but it it was just a it was a regular guy underneath that mask dude and he was hurting yeah i loved that i loved that i loved buff r2d2 um that well that was really weird that was off-putting to be honest but it was it was cool and at the same time i was like i don't know if i like this but i do it was it was new and it was weird and i like new and weird things in star wars i liked the like seek the i liked how this episode took its time. It yeah. didn't rush to the finish. We were, yeah. I mean, I think this was the longest episode. And I mean, we spend like half of it just in this one location in the, in that bar. Yeah. In action, almost, almost yeah. 20, 25 minutes of nonstop action, dude. Yeah. And it's awesome. I loved, uh, Island not... action. Yeah. Holy uh, crap. All right, let's talk a little bit in depth then. We're going to get into the in depth. Uh, we're going to take the break after the in depth, but let, let's talk in depth about the show. You wanted to talk about the opening scene. Yes. Okay. So this opening scene starts, and I'm and, and I'm thinking back to uh, to Ragnarok, and I'm thinking back to how this this reminds me a little bit of it i mean yeah. not a lot but i mean i just i i know taika was the man behind the, that thor movie so i can i get the connection there you know what i mean yeah. and um the first time i saw ragnarok i didn't care for it i love that fucking movie yeah um so it definitely grew on me but but 
I got that feeling, that little bit of feeling from the humor and stuff, and I was not put off by it at all. I was I in it. love with this scene, every aspect of this scene. Um, this is going to upset you probably, but I yeah. thought it was great when he kept hitting Baby Yoda in the head. <laughs> I thought that it was, was so awesome. funny. It was yeah. funny, but it made me hate him. Yeah, but I was kind of waiting for like one of the times when he'd hit him, just some sort of force thing to knock him on his ass. <laughs> um but I, this opening scene, for, the thing it did for me the most is it made me want a series done by Taika about a unit of stormtroopers. Yes, and, please. Yes, and I want it to be like um, in the vein of this scene of just what yeah. are stormtroopers like as as individuals and not as a stormtrooper. Highlight... Yeah their their personalities the fact that they're like you know they're like man moff killed one of his own guys jeez dude you know just that that banter and everything in that was just gold and and it made me want an entire series done by taika about just following one unit of stormtroopers and focusing uh more so on them and their personalities and and stuff like that it was just I loved that scene. It, it just was so great. Yeah, I absolutely adored that scene. Uh, it felt very remin- reminiscent of like Get Help in Ragnarok when Thor and Loki are in the elevator. Let's do Get Help. No, we're not going to do Get Help. Just, just you're in this situation yeah. and the characters are just talking to each other and like reminiscing almost with each other. Uh, I liked how the stormtroopers talked about Moff Gideon, like. Yeah, you really want to piss him off? He just killed an officer because he <laughs> interrupted him. He interrupted him, yeah. <laughs> Which I will admit, when they ended up going back to the scene in the city with uh, with Moff Gus, um, yeah, I was like, I was looking around on the ground for that dead officer yeah, so who I. interrupted him. <laughs> so was I. Uh, well, I was waiting for it to happen. I thought it was going to be like both scenes happened at the same time. Oh, I see. So I was waiting for somebody to interrupt him during his big speech and for him to just shoot them, but it never happened. Uh, I I love the, like, he just killed an entire squadron of stormtroopers to prove a point. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it totally reminds you of, the of like, a... Uh, of it, Me, it was reminding me of, like, I could see some old Nazi soldiers standing around, yeah. like, like, dude, uh, I am not going to fuck with Hitler. That dude just fucking killed his own man just to prove yeah. a point. You know, it's like, dude, yeah. You know, are you going to question this guy? Yeah. I'm just going to follow my orders, man. I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I'd love a, a, like, and it doesn't have to be the same troops. Like, I, I'd almost like it where it's like, all right, so each episode, episode one, Death Star. Episode two, Battle of Hoth. And oh. you just follow a group of stormtroopers in these scenarios. So the first episode is just 22 minutes of the stormtroopers on the Death Star during A New Hope, leading up to it exploding at the very end. Dude, that's great. I like that. <laughs> but, you know, like something like that, like various scenarios. And then the season finale could be uh, Death Star 2, where they're like, oh, come on, there's no way it's going to happen again. We got the Death Star. Yeah. It's not even done building yet. You know, if it's going to happen... I'm going to transfer off when it's done so that, you know, the rebels don't attack it once it's done and I don't get killed. It's going to be great. It's going to be fine. And then it gets blown yeah. up again. And have, have one of them say, hey, I was just wondering, how, how did they build this thing so yeah. fast? <laughs> yeah. You know? Just all that meta, like, 
Hey, why is the emperor here this time? You hear about that? Like, a... <laughs> yeah. Just, and, and it would also be great to see uh, to to play a little bit off of that uh, Kylo Ren SNL sketch. Um, yeah. The the boss uh, because undercover boss sketch. As far as like get a glimpse of what the stormtroopers do on their off yeah. time. What does the Death Star have on it? I mean, it's a huge thing. And yeah, the the Empire doesn't really care about their soldiers, but at the same time, there has to be some form of entertainment there. There have to be some shops where the yeah. where they can buy things they need. There has to be something on that Death Star that caters to the troopers that is not that does not have to do with all war and stuff. All right, all right, wait. Here's my pitch. The episode, right, for episode one, it's, uh, you know, the entire episode plays out. It's just a bunch of stormtroopers on the Death Star, and they're doing, they're going through their their day, and they're kind of talking, and they've got their, their friendships or whatever. And in the background, if you pay attention, you'd notice that the events of A New Hope are happening alongside it, but it's not obvious. And then the final scene of the episode is they're, they're bowling after work, right? They're having a couple <laughs> beers. There's a bowling alley. And one of the stormtroopers... You know, bowls throws the ball down the whatever. It hits a strike, and as soon as it hits a strike, it cuts to the wide shot of the Death Star and it explodes. Oh, I love that, dude! <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> oh, oh, please, Taika, do this Taika, for please. us. Just that. So we talked a whole lot about that. Uh, the Stormtroopers, such a small part of the episode, but such a highlight. I loved IG Eleven, kind of just riding yeah. through the city. Beep, 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 with baby Yoda on the oh, that front. That was amazing. Uh, Kaylin had wanted. Kaylin was not able to make it today, but she had wanted to talk about the uh, the armor kicking ass. Mm. Oh uh, yeah, I, I thought that was awesome. I love the. <laughs> she doesn't say a word until it starts, and that was maybe the most brutal action we've ever had in Star Wars. Oh yeah, I mean, dude, she was flat out crushing their hel- the their face masks of their helmets, dude. Yeah. I mean, she was ruining them. Yeah. And the I, I, one she threw into the forge, that was like, yeah. oh, he hell yeah. He started to melt. Yo, yeah, he disappeared, dude. He disappeared. Because you know that yeah. forge is not deep enough for an entire no. five-foot whatever stormtrooper to just completely sink into. No. That motherfucker melted, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> That's my new favorite line. That motherfucker melted, dude. <laughs> oh, he, yeah. <laughs> that was so, so great. I mean, any went and he was gone. All right. I want to ask you about um, – because I, I saw some people talking about it. I think it was a little unclear. So did all of the Mandalorians die fighting or did they like take off their armor and flee? I took it as – I took it as they died fighting and the uh, – and the uh, – um, the armor – Likely, the armor went and and salvaged their armor and took it down there in order to salvage what she could. Because I couldn't. The only other option I could think of, if they were killed in battle, would be that the the empire or the remnants of the empire threw you know that they threw all their armor down yeah. there. But one, they wouldn't care enough to do that, and two, even if they did care enough to do that, they wouldn't place it in a nice neat pile like that. No, um, but, because is well, we hear about this whole the creed of, yeah. of the Mandalores. I I cannot imagine them taking off their armor and fleeing. Um, that, yeah. So I'm on the same page as you are. I thought they got killed, and she 
you know, took their, their armor back. Uh, I did see some people coming up with the idea that maybe once things got really hot, like the armor pretty much told them like you can, you can reject the creed now and leave. And that's why she was able to have so much of the armor in such a neat pile. And like, it wasn't just cause the idea that she was able to recover that much armor from a battle is a little odd, but I, I read the scene as more of what you were talking about. I just wanted to bring it up and saw, see what you were thinking about that. Uh, I want to talk about, all right, let's talk about the ending. Oh yeah. Talk about the fucking dark saber. I, shit you not i was watching the mo- the show and uh, the movie it felt like a movie i was watching the show and uh and when 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 mando flew off i was like all right i'm waiting for the tease of what's next give me a good cliffhanger and i thought we were gonna see boba fett to be honest uh speaking of seeing characters i was completely wrong about obi-wan but also I'm pretty sure I said that it was probably going to be Mandalorians most likely that saved yeah. him. So I was still kind of right, but you know, I got to admit I was wrong about Obi-Wan. Anyways, back to what I was talking about. Uh, we see the TIE fighter. You see the, like, it lo- at first I thought he had like, like a, like, like what uh, IG 11 had on his hand when he, like a blow torch. Through, yeah, like a blowtorch. And he was yeah. like, and then I saw the tip come through. And I was like, holy fuck! I yelled. I was like, holy shit! I lost my shit. Fucking Moff Gideon comes out of that thing, and he's holding the motherfucking Darksaber. Dude, that was awesome. That was really, really awesome. Um, And my first thought when I saw the Darksaber pushing through was, there is no doubt in my mind now that we will be seeing, at least in flashbacks next season, Katie Sackhoff. Yeah. As Bo-Katan. Yeah, I I would not. So, I okay, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, In fact, I want to talk about, I, I just, what that. What were your thoughts when you saw the Darksaber? I don't want to talk too much about the future because we're going to talk about right, that when right, we come right. back from break. But just immediate thought when you saw the Darksaber, what went through your head? Um, I Other than pure excitement, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I just, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, it just, it was so exciting to see the saber in live action. Um, and then, and then there's just so many thoughts like questions as to where did he get the saber? What does he have to do with the Mandalorians? If any, is he maybe a former Mandalorian? Um, he's at least obsessed with Mandalorian culture. Um, and he knows, I mean, dude, he, he knows, uh, he knows uh, Boba's real name. The, I'm sorry, the Mandalorian's <laughs> real name. So uh, he knows a lot about Mandalores um, yeah. or, or Mandalorian uh, culture, at least. So it just started raising all these questions and excitement for possible answers. And, yeah. and you know, are we going to see more Mandalorians next season? Just that kind of stuff. Like, what are we going to get into from here that has to do specifically with Mandalorians? And we will talk about all that stuff when we come back from break. We're going to take a quick break, though, to hear about some other Merc with the Movie blog shows. Hello, everybody. Jay Wade. And Kaylin here. To tell you about SEN Afterlife. It's an after show podcast where we expand on the week of craziness on SEN Live, as well as have guests on to join in the fun. 
help, and we get personal too. We do movie reviews, and at times we go way off the rails, which I guarantee is always Kaylin's fault. Hey, how rude and not true. So come join us on the Mark with the Movie Blog feed, and remember to rate, share, and subscribe. And as always, enjoy. Hi, everyone. This is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, Schmodown fans. This is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talking Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming, Outlaw! Or the emotional retirement of the Shire Wolf, I talk about it all. So you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode, are you ready to talk Schmodown? I am. Hey, it's Sarah, and I'd like to tell you about Afterlife. It's a weekly Collider Live after show podcast where Mike, Sean, and I give our takes on Roxy and Dorinda's annex, on Yodi's producing skills, and whatever Cody and Alex are up to in that booth. In addition to having guests, we expand on the crew's discussions and add our own craziness in the mix. You can find the show on Merkwin and Movie Blog Feed on all the podcasting platforms. See you soon! All right, we're back. Check out those shows. They're great. This is the last one of ours. Um, it's a bit Until next moment. season. Until next, next season. Fall. We'll be here next season. I'll be here next season. We'll, we'll see. Uh, let's, I have it kind of listed in the breakdown a little bit differently, but I'm going to move things around. Let's talk about looking forward really quick, and let's continue our discussion about the Darksaber and what's possibly coming forward. I 100% agree, but I don't think we're getting it in flashbacks. I think Bo-Katan is going to be in the next season of The Mandalorian. Katie Sackhoff, I think that she's not dead, but I think that we are going to find her maybe in a Luke Skywalker from The Last Jedi-esque situation where she lost, she was not able to reunite the clans of Mandalore after the events of Revan, or Revan, fuck, Rebels. Uh, after the events of Rebels, she was not able to re unite the clans the obviously moff gideon was an isb agent during the galactic civil war and he somehow got his hands on the dark saber and i i think we're gonna see a kind of depressed or not depressed but like out of the fight uh bo-katan who will get inspired to rejoin the fight i also think that i i i don't think this but i think that there's a really good opportunity for a a cohesive story being told over multiple forms of media for them to show Moff Gideon in the Siege of Mandalore in Clone Wars in February. Mm. Ooh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Show him as a a member of the Republic before the Imperials 
you know, before they become the Empire, because, you know, in Clone Wars, we saw Tarkin when he was still a captain. So I think a really good way, he eventually becomes the ISB agent that's assigned to Mandalore. So let's, you know, show that he has experience with the Mandalorians. When we get to the Siege of Mandalore, I think it would be great if Moff Gideon shows up as like Captain Gideon of the Republic at that point. Wow. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. Um, and I don't... Yeah, I just... I'm trying to figure out... I mean, it, I would much rather prefer uh, uh, Bo-Katan as... Uh, uh, not in flashback form, obviously. Yeah. But um, I don't know. That's something we're going to have to wait to see. But without doubt, she will be in next season. Yeah, there's no um, way. There's no yeah, way she doesn't. Yeah, and, and uh, just... I, I can I can picture Katie Sackhoff in my mind in in that series in this yeah. series and it, it's just it's blowing my mind just thinking about dude. Um, but then another thing that we're definitely going to be getting into is uh, the Mandalorian trying to uh, get get Baby Yoda back to his people to his to kind the Jedi. Yes. Well, that how. That's a, that's an interpretation thing. Christian Harloff was talking about this the okay. other day, and and he was kind of under the impression too that that the armor meant get him back to his kind, as in the Jedi, the Force users. But uh-huh. I I took it as surface level, get him back to his kind, as in his species. I think that either way would end up working. I do think that there is. I think that it's the armor very specifically talks about baby yoda's people being a sorcerer group a group of sorcerer jedis not being this this race so i do think in that moment they're talking about the jedi Mm. uh i do i do think we're gonna get some baby yoda species background next season i think for sure yeah i uh i guess what i saw somebody say is that this season felt like a pilot episode like yeah, that's kind of like I was saying last yeah. week. How this whole season to me felt like a mini series leading up to yeah. the actual series start. Yeah, I hope that they really go with it because I I I'm gonna put my foot in my mouth like I did with Obi Wan. I think next season we see live action Ahsoka and Sabine looking for Ezra. I don't think we're gonna get the Ezra stuff in this show, but I do think that Mandalor the Mandalorian is gonna run across. Ahsoka when looking for baby Yoda's people. Cause I don't think we're going to see Luke. I think that he's the obvious other choice, but I don't think we're going to do that. I think he's going to come across Ahsoka, like trying to find somebody to train baby Yoda in the ways of the force. And with Satine or, or, or Satine Sabine, I think he's going to run into her and that's going to tie into Bo-Katan and the dark saber. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to ask, uh, just because it's been so long since the Rebels finale, um, I yeah. couldn't remember. Uh, was it just Thrawn and Ezra who ended up going, or did Sabine go with them too? So Thrawn and Ezra blasted themselves out into the Unknown Regions. And then the end of the show was a little bit after the Battle of Endor, long enough that it's implied that it's implied that it's been long enough since the Battle of Endor that Hera had a kid and the kid is like one or two years old. So it's like yeah. two or three years after the Battle of Endor, which is five years after the Battle of Endor, the show we just watched. So it's two years after the Battle of Endor, and Sabine is setting off with Ahsoka to go look for Ezra. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember where Sabine was yeah. at the at the end of that. So, but yeah, I would I would love to see Sabine in live action too. I love Sabine; she's great. Yeah, and I guess with the timeline lining up the way that it does, with the with them setting off to find Ezra being so close in the timeline to when this show takes place, I would not be surprised if I still think the actual finding of Ezra is going to be done in an animated show, but. I think we might get before that we will get an, uh, like a two episode little arc with Sabine and Ahsoka. I I think that's going to happen. Of course, I'm yeah, going to be wrong. Be like I was wrong about Obi Wan. <laughs> well, that's our dude. That was a that was a solid Obi Wan theory. I th- we weren't the only people who thought no. that. So, and I think this is more likely than Obi Wan happening. Yeah, and Death Watch actually made a lot more sense. Yes, yes. Um, and oh, and that was another thing I was going to say. Something I was kind of, I was a little critical of the whole. You know, is the Mandalorian a badass or a babysitter? Yeah. You know, yeah. but when we saw when when we saw the clip of the Mandalorian carrying uh carrying the baby Mandal, I what's the yeah. what's our Mandalorian's name again? Uh, Dinjarin. See, I don't give a shit about names all that much, man. I just watch it, and I know who they're talking about. Um, but I when like he was the... a child, in, the, in that scene with the Death Watch holding him and carrying him out of danger, it made perfect sense as yeah. to why this Mandalorian is so protective over Baby yeah. Yoda. Perfect sense. And when it comes to the name and Din Djarin, I I like that moment in regards to... I don't really care about the name, but I like the moment combined with taking off the mask to show that this is just a person. Yeah. yeah al- although I do want to say one thing about, about how Pedro looks. Yes. Um, I was a little let down because I've said before how, how much of a sexy motherfucker he was in game of Thrones. <laughs> That's the Pedro I was hoping to see. Um, but which, which is good that we didn't because it was cool that, you know, he had, he had long, a little bit longer hair, yeah. Um, you know, it just, it, it fit well, but in my mind, when they're taking off that helmet, I'm just stuck on, on, uh, the red, uh, red yeah. Viper. I'm yeah. like, yeah, here we go. Sexy motherfucker. And then they take off the helmet and I'm like, dude, he's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, he's fucked up. <laughs> I like that. Um, so another thing that was set up in this season, we have not yet seen the, uh, the the fruits of it but uh boba fett's still out there yeah yeah um i'm 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 not really surprised that we didn't see anything else from him this season i think that that was just i i I always took that as just a little like like here it is we're planting this seed right here right now but we're not gonna we're not gonna uh reap the reap the the benefits of it until next season. So I, I personally was always under that impression that this was just planting a seed that would become fruitful in the future. I'm not surprised that we didn't see the man, the, the, the Mandalorian, the Boba Fett. Um, I'm not surprised we didn't see Boba Fett. I am a little surprised that this big tease that they then dropped was in episode five, instead of being like episode seven or eight, like that. I could have imagined it being like the uh, we see the we see you know Moff Gideon with the dark saber. We cut the credits and then at the end of the credits, do a post credit scene of just Boba Fett walking up to it. It didn't have to be exactly 
uh, Fennec Shand, but just then teasing it. I think that that might have yeah. worked a little bit better because put it in another episode I, or later in the show. But I'm but it did it. make sense in the in the way it, or from the the point of view that it was on the they were on yeah. Tatooine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that made sense because of the location. Yeah, but. Yeah, I'm with you. It just seemed like a little bit too early in the in the season for that yeah. tease. Or just tease it again at the very end. Or tease it again at the end of episode seven. Like, like even if you just had, like, during the standoff, you just showed the back of Boba Fett watching from a distance. And that was it. And then that was the last we saw of him for the rest of the season. I just feel like, it sh- I felt like it should have come back towards the end to remind you that, yes, this is a plot thread that we are still going to examine instead of just it being at the end of episode five and then never touched on again. But I'm going to bring up a theory to you. I read, I saw somebody read this uh, or say this. What if it's not Boba Fett? What if it's Bo-Katan? Well, did Bo-Katan have jingle bell boots? I, I don't know, but I, I, I think I, I think it's Boba Fett. I really do, but I like the idea that maybe that's tying into the dark saber stuff, and and that Bo-Katan. This would not be exactly the idea that I had with the character earlier, but maybe Bo-Katan is kind of out there trying to reform the clans, get the dark saber back, like out for revenge. And uh, it was just a theory I read. I I lean towards it more being Boba Fett. I think it is Boba Fett. But I wanted to hear what you kind of thought about maybe possibly that being instead Bo-Katan. Um, it's, 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 it's possible, yes. Um, yeah. The only thing that would deter me from that are the Jingle Bell boots. Yeah, um, me too. Just because that sound is so iconic. Yes. But then it makes me wonder if this is Boba Fett and we see him come into next season, how is he going to be treated by the, by the Mandalores? I think he's because going according to, be... to new canon, he's kind of considered to be a ripoff loser, isn't he? Yeah, I I think that the most likely way that Boba Fett is used is as a as a brute for Gideon, for somebody mm. that man the, for somebody for you know the Mandalorian Dinjarin to fight because uh, he's not going to fight Gideon. Uh, maybe they'll have a l- duel. Maybe he'll get like a piece of metal and fight the dark saber. But like, uh, we're not going to see an action sequence with um, with what's his name, uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. So I think maybe they bring in Boba Fett as the heavy to work with Moff Gideon and mm. to kind of be the person, like the rival that Din Djarin can fight a couple times throughout the season. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, you bring up the thing with the dark saber and uh, Moff Gus. Um, what about us? Uh, what about us? Uh, hold okay. on, one of my favorite characters, and I can't say the name right. Damn, being sick. What? What? A, a, uh, Ahsoka goes up against the dark saber in the hands of of Moff Gus, dude. That I would think, be cool. I think that would be the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. I don't want to hope for it because then it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I I think Ahsoka and Sabine are going to be used in a kind of separated from the main plot way where it's Ahsoka will be used as a way to explain 
to the Mandalorian more about the force for baby Yoda and Sabine will be kind of the middle ground between the Mandalorian and Bo-Katan's involvement in the show. I think they'll be in like an episode, maybe two for short scenes to just set up the rest of, to bridge the Mandalorian with the other parts of the star Wars universe. That makes sense. You know, yep. there'll be the, the bridge between uh, those two things. So let's let's move on uh, from season two. We're very excited we'll be here. Let's talk about season one in review. Overall, I loved the season. I thought it dragged a bit and a bit a bit in the middle. It's about five and a half hours. I did the math total. I'd be interested to watch it all in one go uh, and see if the middle bugs me less, If since it's kind of like the middle part of a movie. Right. Uh, what did you think overall quickly on the whole season? Overall, uh, I overall I loved it. Um, I'm not gonna, you know, if you're asking me what do you think of the overall season, I'm not gonna shit on it at all. Yeah. Um, but like you, there are there are moments, um, especially in the middle episodes, that I just cringe even thinking about mm-hmm. um, things that I didn't enjoy whatsoever. But overall, I have not one single complaint in me for this series. I I am all in and cannot wait until fall 2020 bring that shit back me too i am ready all right let's talk about our rankings of the episodes for season one uh do you want to just do you want to go spot by spot or do you want to do uh do you want to just have each of us read their lists and then like one at a time the entire list Uh, one at a time however you want to do it buddy let's do spot by spot what's your uh what's your number eight um, number eight being my least favorite. Yes. Um, that would be episode five, the Tatooine episode. Yeah. What now, Mando? Yep. How What's many times ep- are you going to, uh, I don't know, just Mando. Mando. What's up, Mando? What took you so long, Mando? What are we going to do, Mando? Oh, we're just going to ride our speeder bikes across the open desert, Mando? It's just like, dude, come on. Um, that, that is episode, also my number eight. <laughs> yeah, that's my number eight. All right, what's your number seven? Um, I would have to go. Uh, was it chapter four when they went onto the planet and uh, the with the place. yeah the swamp yeah. planet? Yeah, and he met Cara Dune. Um, yeah, that would be my number seven. Okay, uh, mine was chapter six with the prison ship. Hmm. Uh, yep. what's your chap? What's your uh, number six? Um, I would have to say the prison ship. Okay, mine. Um, that was a great episode, but I just, I just wish Bill Burr would have played it a little more straight. Uh, controversial. Mine is uh chapter three at number six. Uh, the one. With the Mandalorians all fighting and and him going back to return the child and all that stuff that just uh, didn't entirely work for me. Uh, what's your number five? Um, I would have to say, and and, and I, I I will admit I'm sorry, Sean. I was yeah. I did not prepare for this bit, so I'm That's literally okay. thinking of this off the top <laughs> of my head. I'm trying to remember uh, what my original list was a couple weeks ago. Um. I don't know, man. I the other episodes are all kind of even keel for me. 
Okay. Um, just because uh, there were aspects of each episode that I liked, um, but then other epi- I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, dude. Um, this I thought this bit was going to be a lot easier a couple weeks ago, to be <laughs> honest. Um, but it, but it's one of those things where every time a new episode comes out, it makes you change. Yeah your view and it changes the way you view things in, in the past episodes because you learn more. And, and so then things that maybe didn't work for you now work. Um, but if I had to say, uh, dude, hell I'm struggling here. Go ahead, dude, do your thing and let me think for a second. My number five is chapter one. Uh, it's great. Like once you get past chat, like, the la- the chapter five and chapter six I didn't like, but once you get past that, I loved all of them. Uh, chapter so my number five is chapter one, the first episode. My number four was chapter two. My number three was chapter four. My number two was chapter seven, and my favorite episode was chapter eight with uh, you know redemption and all that. All right, all right. Um, a little. Let me do this a little bit easier for me and just go ahead okay. and and say. My favorite one was uh, my favorite chapter was yeah. chapter eight, okay. uh, hands down. Yeah. My second favorite chapter was um, was uh, three when he okay. went back and the Mandalorians all came out and helped him get away. Okay. Um, I loved that. Uh, then in my four, the next one would be episode. Uh, one and two are so close for me, man. Yeah. Um, but I, I would, because uh, I love the introduction to the of the Mandalorian. But then, I just I really liked episode two with that uh with that Mad Max style uh Jawa scene uh with the <laughs> crawler. Yeah. Um. So I. But so yeah, I think I'll go. Uh, my next favorite would be the uh, chapter two and then chapter one. Okay, and then where does Chapter 7 go in all of this? Uh, we'll put Chapter 7 uh, next in line, in between 1 and 6. Okay, now let's see And if then I... 4 and 5 rounds off my... I did not go in the order you requested me to That's at okay. all. But... Let, now let's see if I, can, if I can scrounge this into being a list that I can read off. Uh, <laughs> I, I might be able to. Where are you? I have Chapter 3 and number 6, you have it way up at number 2, so we'll... Uh, we'll put Chapter... Um, where's your number seven? Okay, so seven will go the second, and then three, and then where's one? I have one at five, you have it at four, so like right about there. Two, I have at four, you have at three, so that should go above, and four, that should go right there. Okay, so I'm going to read off what I did by putting our list together, and you can tell me if you... Agree, uh, agree with it or not i kind of i if uh if one of us had it on the list higher up then it went higher up as long as um nothing was above it if right. that makes sense yeah, so yeah. number eight uh was chapter five the tatooine episode number seven was chapter six the prison ship episode Number six was chapter four, the um, the episode in the swamp. Number five was chapter one. Number four was chapter two. Number three was chapter three. Number two was chapter seven. 
and number one was chapter eight. You know, I'm actually okay with that, man. All right, so that that's our the show's uh, final ranking of all the episodes of Mandalor- Mandalorian. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this uh, adventure we went on over these eight episodes. Uh, I'm sure we'll be back next season for season two, fall 2020. They showed off on Instagram a little uh, model of a Gamorrean, so we're getting a Gamorrean in season two at some point. Uh, so Gamorrean? The, the, the pig things in Jabba's palace. Oh, no shit! Yeah, but those but were this, my favorite when I was a little kid, dude. Holy shit! But the model they showed was like a buff Gamorrean. It wasn't like really? the fat ones, and it was weird. I'll find the picture and I'll send it to you later. Yeah. But uh, why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find you online, Wade? Oh, y'all can find me on the Twitter at jwade1134. That is letter J W A D E one one three four. As far as shows on this podcast feed. Uh, uh, I'm host of SEN Afterlife. Um, uh, I'm co-host of Go Get That Rose with Sarah, who is host of, of uh, our Collider Afterlife show. And uh, Sarah and I will be starting that up here this coming week, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. We're recording an episode to get ready for the premiere. So, uh, and, and I guarantee you this coming week's episode, uh, if you don't, even if you don't like The Bachelor or anything like that, I didn't, but now it's just fun to rip on. Uh, trust me when I say next week's episode, you guys want to listen to this. It's something has gone down and uh, in my life, so I'll be making an announcement, and Sarah's going to be helping me out with some stuff. So uh, it's going to be a really fun episode. So be sure and check that one out. Again, it's called Go Get That Rose. It's on this feed. Uh, but other Are you than that, be on the Bachelor is that the announcement? Uh, no, no. Um, I don't even know if one they could never handle me, um, and two, I, I don't even know what the fuck I would do, dude. Because I would, I would end up sending chicks home even if it's not a rose ceremony. Like <laughs> I can totally see me sitting there hanging out with, and just like I would look at someone. And see them acting away or hear her talking to some other girl in some shitty way. And I would just be like, okay, leave now. You know, like, I don't need the ceremony. I don't need to do all this stupid shit. I can tell right now. I don't like you. Just go. Would you like any of them? Be honest. (laughs) To be honest... Likely, likely not because it's, it's the personality. It's the, they get the same type of personality and I'm not knocking on the type of personality, but that type of personality is not my style. Uh Um, and vice versa. I mean, I'm not going to lie, dude, those chicks wouldn't like me either. (laughs) Yeah. So sorry to real, the real, the conversation. I just, I found a line of questioning to go down. Uh, is there anywhere else you want to plug before, before we finish? Uh, no, man. No, we got a, we got, well, we got another show in the pipeline, uh, coming out here pretty soon. We're going to start full force called convince me. Uh, it's a movie debate podcast. So look out for that too. But, uh, other than that, man, no, no, that's what I got going on here. All right. You guys can find me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. Wade brought up Collider After Live, the unofficial Collider Live after show that we do over here at work with the movie blog. I am co-host along with Mike mixtape over there and mike mixtape and i also do a podcast called into the grid we watch and recap every episode of power rangers dino thunder we're like halfway through it's hell on earth somebody save me uh no it's great we have a bunch of fun 
Wade, you will get on at some point. I'm not going to let That's you run. For sure. Uh, oh, no, dude. I have no intention of running, man. I think this will be fun. Because I've said before, I've never seen a single episode of Power Rangers ever in my life. So I think it would be a blast. Uh, yes. And you can find that show on Twitter at Go Into The Grid. But you can find this show and others on the Merc with the Movie blog feed, which can be located on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Public, Breaker, Overcast, and. Uh, they upload a little bit behind uh, the a little bit behind the audio uploads. You can also find them on YouTube. So you guys can also follow Merc with the Movie Blog on Twitter with at Movie Blog Merc. Thank you guys so much for listening. We had a blast doing this show, and until next time, this is the way. 